brought to you by the students of Mary Persons High School in conjunction with MPTV. This is Monroe County Schools Radio, exclusively on Magic 100 FM. I'm your host, Carrie Buckendale. Good morning. Today we wrap up our series on the schools of Monroe County with a look at Hubbard Elementary School. MPTV tells you what life is like at the Hub. Hi, I'm Daryl, and this is MP Radio Interviews, and I'm here with... Maquanta McCord, principal of Hubbard Elementary School. Okay, Ms. McCord, first question. How long have you been in the education field? Um, I have a total of 28 years in education. Um, I started out as an office aide at Mary Persons High School. Um, shortly after graduating from there in 1993, um, I had just turned 18 years old, getting ready to start college. So I continued to work there while I went to school at night. Um, after graduating from college, um, I took a job at Spalding County Defects in Griffin and worked there for two and a half years before I started teaching in 2000. So um, with all of those combined years, this is year 30 for me. Jeez, that's a lot of years. That's a lot. <laughs> okay, what do you uh, what do you think has been the most significant change in education during your career? Um, I would say the most significant change has been technology. Um, when I started out, you didn't see every student with a Chromebook. Um, as a matter of fact, most teachers didn't have computers in their classrooms at that time. So um, we normally shared a computer station, um, which consisted of a huge box screen um, and a lot of different components. So you didn't have the kind of, you know, all in one system that we see today. It was very bulky. Um, and of course, as you know, today, I mean, every teacher has pretty much a desktop, a laptop, every student has a Chromebook. So um, just, you know, technology in general has, has come a long way. Okay. How long have you been the principal at Samuel Hubbard? So this is my second year as principal here. Um, however, prior to that, I served as an assistant principal here for nine years. Um, and then before that, I was an instructional coach here for two years. So I've been here um, for a total of, what is that, 13 years now? That's pretty good. You're dedicated. I try to be. <laughs> how do you ensure that, how do you ensure your students have a great learning experience? Um, I would say the first thing is um, by providing them with the best teachers in the state of Georgia. And I would say that would be in general at Monroe County. You know, we do hire the best of the best. Um, and that's why we are the best of the best. Um, we have a lot of great teachers here, a lot of great support staff. Um, not only are they great instructionally, but they care about our children. They care, they care about their families. And I think that's what it's all about. Just that level of involvement um, has a huge impact on student learning. Um, and you know, as a student, when a teacher cares about you, then you're going to work for them. So we really try to, you know, instill that family component with all of our with all of our students. Okay, if you were not in the education field, what would you be interested in instead? That's easy. Um, when my boys were younger, I loved planning parties for them. 
we would do a lot of theme parties. Um, so everything involved around the theme. Now I like planning vacations. So if I had my choice, um, I would do that for other people. You know, they would kind of give me an idea of what they were looking for. And then I would plan those trips for them. Um, so that it would be like an all-inclusive experience for them and their families. How have your students academic academics improved over the last year? Our students made some huge academic improvements pretty much in all areas um, last school year. So we saw increases um, on the Georgia milestones for every tested area for our third through fifth grade students. Um, and we're talking huge increases. So I'm very proud of that. Um, also, the number of students who mastered their math facts increased for each grade level from the previous year. Very proud of that as well. And also, um, the percentage of students who are reading on grade level at the end of each um, at the end of the year increased from the previous year. So, we made some tremendous gains last year, um, and I'm very thankful for the dedicated teachers that we have here and our amazing students who, who pushed through. That's nice. What is something your students can look for this year regarding academics? Um, this year, we are just continuing to promote literacy and mastery of math facts with all of our students. Um, as I said a few minutes ago, we saw some huge improvements in those areas. We're not where we want to be, so we will continue to um, push forward with that because the goal, of course, is to have 100% of our students in all of those areas. So we want to see every kid um, being at that threshold. Also, this year, our teachers are being trained on six plus one traits of writing, and that is going to help our students become better writers and just enjoy writing overall. Um, that's still very new to us, but we've, all, we've already seen a lot of growth with our students' writing. Um, I've actually had two classes of students write letters to me about things that they would want to change in the school. So it's been really neat reading those and some of them really had some great ideas um, but I will say most of those involved around more recess and better food in the cafeteria so um, in addition to that we are continuing our STEAM initiative we are the only STEM certified school in Monroe County um, but we are up for recertification and we're looking at doing STEAM, STEAM um, certification this time. So we're adding that arts piece, which is something we were really already doing. Um, but we are looking forward to that. And we hope to be recertified by the end of this school year or the beginning of next school year. Okay, what is something that what is something the school did last year that students could look for this year? And what is something that they did that the school did last year that the students won't be looking for this year? Well, we're pretty much going to continue everything that we did last year just because we saw some amazing results from our from our students. Um, so it's just hard to justify taking anything away right now. I know we put a lot on our teachers' plates, but um, like I said, we saw some amazing results. So we're not planning to take anything away quite yet. What would you do? What? Well, sorry. What do you do in your free time? In my free time, um, mm, I enjoy traveling to different countries with my family and friends. Um, we always try to go somewhere different during the summer. Uh, last year, we ventured out and actually did a 
trip to um, Riviera, Riviera Maya for Christmas break, which was an awesome trip to be somewhere, you know, where tropical temperatures, it's swimsuit weather in December. That was amazing. Um, so I, I do enjoy traveling. I enjoy shopping. Um, I am probably one of the best bargain shoppers you will find. I can normally find a coupon or a discount code for just about anything. So I'm good when it comes to saving money and finding deals. Um, and also binge, I love binge watching shows on Netflix. Um, I'm one of those people who will find, you know, a series that's like four seasons and watch it all in a weekend. So that's what I like doing on, in my free time. Oh, and one other thing. When COVID happened and we were all in quarantine, I kind of rekindled my love for cooking. So I found a lot of recipes and kind of mastered those. So I really love cooking for uh, my family, especially my boys, because they love to eat, both play football. So um, it gives me a chance to kind of dibble and dabble with that. That's nice. Where would you travel if you had the chance to? Hmm. I would say um, two places that are on my bucket list. One is the Maldives, and the other one would be Dubai. Dubai? Yes. Why Dubai? Because everybody looks so rich, <laughs> and I just want to be in that. And I've heard the shopping is great. So I would love to get there and do a little shopping, um, you know, Maybe even ride a camel. We'll see. <laughs> well, okay. Thank you for your time. And again, this was Mayor Persons Radio Interview. And I'm Daryl. And I'm here with... Aquinsel McCord, Principal of Covered Elementary School. Thank you so much. And it was nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you. This is Sarah Poole with the interview for um, Hubbard Elementary's Teacher of the Year. First question is, what's your name and what do you teach? Um, I am Amy Carter and I teach EIP here at Hubbard Elementary School. Um, I, I serve the first grade students here and basically what that is is a small group setting. I sometimes pull out or push into the first grade teachers classrooms. Okay. Um, I know you were teacher of the year. And I wanted to know how you feel about that. Like, um, well, being chosen teacher of the year was an incredible honor. Um, I mean, basically, you work your whole career um, pouring into students and into their lives. And for people to recognize that is a huge honor. Um, so I do not take something like that very lightly. And I really will cherish that title forever. So, um, what are your top three favorite moments from teaching? Um, top three. Um, the first one is the year that I started teaching. Um, it just kind of solidified that I was exactly where I was supposed to be in life. So I knew that I was supposed to be a teacher once I got started. Um, the second one is probably um, the year that um, 
teaching started to become kind of easy to me, like second nature. Um, because I knew I had everything in place that I needed to have in place as a teacher to have things run smoothly or for my classroom to flow. And because of that, I was able to focus on more on curriculum and instruction. Um, so I would say the second one would be um, the year I got into my groove. And then the third one would have to be this year, which is changing positions from being a homeroom teacher to a small group teacher. So um, it's very different, but I feel like I get to work more with my colleagues and friends here in the building to help serve these students to the best um, that we can serve them. So I think those three things have to be my top three um, as far as my career is concerned. So the next question is, do you keep up with your students' lives after they leave your classroom? I try to. Um, I don't connect with anybody on social media um, until they're older. Um, so once they become an adult, if they want to, you know, friend me or whatever, I will keep up with them that way. Um, I get to know the families. And so sometimes, you know, I'm friends with their parents. So I get to see what they're doing, you know, through all that. Um, I do keep up with them while they're in my room as well, like go into games. Um, and then when they get up to the high school level, like where you're at, um, I still try to go to some of the games and see them and just, you know, let them know, even though <laughs> it was way back in elementary school, you know, we're still here. We're still um, rooting you guys on. So I try to keep up with them that way. Yeah, I've seen a lot of my elementary school teachers at the football games, and it's kind yeah. of because it's been so yeah. long. I know. How do y'all think about that? Like, what do y'all think about us, you know, still loving on y'all, even though you're in high school? Like, do y'all want us to, like, stay away? Or <laughs> I mean, I think it depends on the person. Like, me personally, I don't mind it as much, but I didn't really connect with my teachers. So okay. it's not, like, as personal for me. Oh, okay. Um, our next question is, why do you teach elementary school? Like, why do you teach that age? That is a good question. Um, I really don't have the best answer for that. Um, other than I feel like I like to start at a, at a foundational level. So mm -hmm. to teach those foundational skills, I think is very important to me, but I connect with this younger age group for some reason. Um, so making those connections and building those relationships, I feel like I can make a difference when they get to middle school and high school, just, by you know, giving them those foundational skills to help them. Like reading is so important to me. And so that is kind of my focus because once you get to third grade, depending on your reading level, that that determines the rest of your career, right? So if you know how to read by third grade, you're good. And so I want to make sure that the first graders, second graders, third graders, they know how to read so that they can be successful in life. So maybe reading has a lot to do with it. That's my passion. So yeah, elementary school is a very fundamental like age range. Like 
there's a lot of people I know who had really bad teachers in elementary school. And now they're like kind of messed up from that. And I really feel bad about it. Yeah, that makes me sad. Um, what's your favorite part about teaching the grade that you teach? Well, this is my first year in first grade. Um, so I guess my favorite part, because I teach them their letter sounds. Mm -hmm. So being able to do that, help them with that. Then we put those letter sounds together into reading books. So them being able to see, to learn those uh, letter sounds and feel successful with that, and then to be able to apply that independently, I think is my favorite thing about teaching first grade. So again, it goes back to reading. <laughs> Um, what's one of the funniest moments you've had with one of your students? Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, <laughs> throughout the years, you have your jokesters and your uh, just all kinds of different personalities. Um, but I think just my funniest moments with them are when we can just cut up in class a little bit. And everything's not so structured and, you know, after we've done our tests for the week or whatever, um, we're able just to have a good time and, you know, share jokes or, you know, dance and share our moves. And so we, I always do like a fun Friday. And so they really enjoy that and just being able to relax. I feel like that to me, it may not be necessarily funny, but I think a lot of funny happens a lot of funny things happen on fun Friday just because, you know, we're done with all of our major work during the week. So I don't, I don't know that I have a specific moment. I might have to think about that a little, a little more. So. And our last and final question um, is what is the hardest part about teaching younger kids? Um. The hardest part is what the kids go through, not at school, but at home, their home lives. And so they bring that with them to school every day. And you want to be able to fix that for them and you can't. So you meet them at the door and you love them through it. And you try to help them separate at that moment home and school life so that you can pour into them and they're not so worried about what's happening at home. Mm -hmm. You know, they can focus more on their schoolwork and being successful as an individual. And so I think that's really, really important in my classroom. I want them to feel safe. I want them to feel strong, independent, and successful. And so when they don't feel like that that day um, because something happened at home, that's the hardest part for me is, you know, it hurts my heart and I want to be able to fix that for them and I can't. So, Our athletic offerings continue to grow at Mary Persons High School and Monroe County Middle School. MPTV's Aaron Duggar sat down with athletic trainer Sean Boland to learn what it takes to keep our players safe and strong on the field. Hi, I'm Erin Duggar, and I'm here with Sean Boland, and I'm going to be asking him a couple questions. Okay, so first, where did you go to high school? 
Hey, Aaron, I went to Mary Persons High School. I graduated here in 2003. Where did you go to college? I went to Gordon College in Barnesville, and then I took that and went to Valdosta State. I graduated from Valdosta State with my bachelor's, and then I did my graduate work at Troy University in Alabama. Why did you transfer colleges? So I started at Gordon to be able to complete my associate's degree, and then Valdosta State had a wonderful sports medicine program that allowed me to complete my bachelor's degree. And then my graduate work was paid for through a graduate assistantship at Troy University where I covered baseball for two seasons. What did you do after college? So the day after I graduated from Troy University with my master's, they chose to hire me. So I worked four more years at Troy University uh, with the baseball program specifically. So you were there until you came to Mary Persons? No, so 2014 is when I left the Troy University and I took a position at the University of Georgia with the baseball program there. So 2014 to 2020, I was with the University of Georgia and uh, kind of during the pandemic period, just as it was starting, um, I came back home to Mary Persons High School. What made you decide to come back home? So there was a lot of factors to it but 12 years in college baseball took me away from my family quite a bit and I was ready to see my kids grow up and there was a lot of benefits to growing up in Monroe County and so I wanted to bring my kids back here and be able to watch them grow up and benefit from the school system that I graduated from. Um, it gives me more time at home. I work uh, far less here at Mary Persons than I did in college baseball. So um, that's just a couple of reasons why I came back home. What is the difference between athletic training in college and then in high school? So there's, there's not many differences in the actual day-to-day -day job. I'm still treating student athletes. I'm still trying to get student athletes to be as healthy as possible and when they do get injured, get them back on the field. The biggest difference is the financial um, piece. At big universities, I have almost an unlimited budget to select from to be able to get my student athletes seen, tested, treated. Um, there's, there's just an unlimited amount of funds that I can spend on that specific, specific athlete. Um, so Mary Person certainly has a limited budget and we work around that and we're able to get high quality healthcare executed, but that's the biggest challenge that I face. So what admired you become, to become an athletic trainer? So I had, when I was at Gordon College, I had a roommate that was one year ahead of me. And um, Joey Wilson went to Valdosta State a year ahead of me. And um, so I started hearing from him about sports medicine. And it really interests, interested me to be able to put medicine and being able to work outside with my hands and make an impact on people and serve people. Um, so that led me to kind of select sports medicine as a major. Did you ever play any sports? I did. I played soccer here at Mary Persons on the first soccer team, and I ran cross country um, as well. Um, so what is your day in life? So my day usually starts around 6.30. I will... Uh, let the dog out. I go outside and feed my chickens and let them out of the coop. 
And then I feed the goats. I have seven goats and one sheep. Feed the goats. And then uh, we have a livestock guardian dog. I feed him. Come back in and get my kids up for school. I take my seven-year-old to school at KB Sutton. And then I come in to work uh, every day about 11 o'clock and uh, treat patients during third block and fourth block. And then usually football practice in the fall. And then any other activities that are going on on campus, I go to those right after football practice is over. And then that changes a little bit in the spring uh, where I go to each event that is on campus that evening. Oh, so you're a farmer. Yes, yeah, so I'm a farmer. Okay, what is your hardest season? My hardest season is definitely the spring. Um, Mary Person's campus is very spread out. And so being able to service and serve all of the student athletes that are playing um, can prove a little bit challenging to be able to bounce um, from baseball over to soccer uh, and try to make sure everybody gets good medical coverage. Did you grow up in Monroe County? So my family and I moved to Monroe County when I was in the sixth grade. My dad was in the army. So we moved just about every three years of my childhood. Uh, but we moved to Monroe County, and so I went middle school all the way through uh, high school here in Monroe County. Okay, and that is it for today, and thank you for this interview. Our Mary Persons volleyball team has had a great season. MPTV spoke with Coach Hannah Grossman to learn more about this year's team. Hi, I'm Molly Rivers with MP Stream Team, and today I'm interviewing Coach Grossman. So, Coach Grossman, can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself? Hey, I'm Coach Grossman. Um, I'm the volleyball coach this year, and this is my first year coaching volleyball. Coach softball for nine years, basketball for six years, and tennis for 10 years. What makes you passionate about the sport? Um, coaching this group of girls has been a, has been a great time. Um, I can honestly say that volleyball has become one of my favorite sports. This group of athletes makes, makes coaching fun. These girls want to be at practice every day. They want to work hard and improve. They support each other and love each other, and their passion bleeds into everything they do. The love and passion for the sports is what's going to make great things come out of this team. I'm lucky to be a part of it. What does a normal practice look like? They come in, we start off with their favorite part. We run and we condition. We do a bunch of different strength exercises. So they love it, that's when they love me most. Um, but it builds a lot of team team character and team bonding when we do conditioning. Then we break it down and do a bunch of serving because that is one of the most important shots of the game. Um, we're trying to eliminate free points. And then we go into, we break down into different skills. It depends what happened in the game um, previously and what we need to work on most is what we break down into the rest of practice. So how long does a season last? The season will go um, hopefully all the way till the beginning of November, state championship, woo -woo. but um, we'll finish up regular season play in the beginning of October and then we'll start playoffs, state playoffs in um, the middle of October. What are you most excited about for this season? Um, I'm, I'm excited for these girls. I'm excited to coach them. Um, I think big things are going to happen with this group of girls if we continue to work together and um, continue to improve. But I'm excited to see what these girls are going to do this season and, and how far we're going to make it. All righty, and that's it. Thank you, Coach Grossman. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. 
Hi, I'm speaking with Faith Jones. She is a senior on the volleyball team. So Faith, how long have you been playing volleyball? Um, this is my fourth year playing. I've been playing since freshman year and I love it. What made you want to play volleyball? Um, honestly, I just wanted something to do and it just looked fun. So I tried out at the end of eighth grade and made it and been playing ever since. What are you most excited for for this season? Um, I'm probably most excited to play Jackson because every past year we've come so close to beating them and we beat them in a set for the first time last year so I think we could really beat them this year and they're also our region team so if we beat them we have a really good chance of winning region. How is this season different from past seasons? Well we have a new coach this year and so a lot of things are different. Practices run different, um, our lineups different, we have new players, we lost a lot of players and we have new juniors on the team so it's a lot to learn but it's going really good so far. What position do you play? Um, I play middle blocker, which means I block and hit the ball that comes over the net. With four years of experience under your belt, how do you hope that helps with your leadership? When I first started playing my freshman year, I had no idea what I was doing. I had to learn everything from the start, never played in middle school. So I get how a bunch of the freshmen have no idea what they're doing this year. But I've learned to know how to, I've learned the game a lot, learned like what to do. And so I think it helps a lot to understand, I understand how they don't under, <laughs> I understand that they have no idea what they're doing yet and they're just learning as well. So how's the season going so far? Um, we haven't played a region game yet, but we've played um, about, I'd say, nine games. And we've won and lost some, but we lost to some really good teams. And we also learned a lot and how to get better. But the games we did win, we played really well as a team. And yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Monroe County Schools Radio exclusively on Magic 100 FM. Have a great week. Remember to be a champ. And as always, go dogs. The thoughts expressed in this segment represent Monroe County Schools.